welcome to Forever Canon, <laughs> the podcast where we talk about shoes and dreams and buttons and sticks. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're back, baby! <laughs> yep. Hey, did it look like we took a little holiday break? Because we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) We were all set to record a few more episodes and get ahead like we did before the holidays. But then, disaster struck. Yeah. As many people experienced, I'm sure, over the holidays. Mm-hmm. Tim Tim boy got COVID. Yeah, it's no it's no fun. The no day joke. before, no, the day after we were supposed to record. Yeah, we were supposed to record the Sunday night. We were going to anyway. Supposed to is always like very loose with us. Mm-hmm. But we were going to, and then you woke up Monday. We we put that off, and then you woke up Monday morning. You're like, hey, I don't feel good. I shouldn't come over. Yep, shipped you a test. <laughs> Yeah, what and those those tests when when you got it and you know you got it, it those rapid tests those lines show up immediately. Yeah, I knew I was positive before, and <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. you texted me within like twenty minutes of being like, oh, I got the tests. You're <laughs> like, oh yeah, I got. COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, be be careful out there, people. You yeah, might please, you might miss two weeks of your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. I tell you what though. It all worked out pretty serendipitously for me. I've been fine. <laughs> yeah. I've been feeling good for two weeks because you didn't come over the night before when you felt fine. Yep. How are you supposed to know? What are you supposed to do? Happy holidays. Mm. <laughs> and we're back, baby. <laughs> yes, we are. With chapter 17 through 20 of New Jedi Order Dark Tide 1 Onslaught by Michael A. Stackpole. And this week, who? Some good sections and some troubling sections. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, bum, bum, bum. Previously on Forever Canon, Gorn and Ganner find Sand Mummy Vong body. Luke doesn't save slaves. Jason doesn't like it. Rogues test tactics on six coral skips. Dubrillion under siege. Jaina gets wise advice. That was... Wink. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, we haven't had a two week gap in episodes, maybe almost ever. Um, When, what was it? Like a year and a half into doing this when like the, the original thing that we were on crashed mm-hmm. and I couldn't upload episodes anymore. And then we switched over to Anchor, which has been reliable as... Frack, that's not the right universe. <laughs> but uh, there was a, a couple week pause there when like things went down. I had to switch all the episodes over to a new host. And then we, <laughs> anyways. Yep. And then maybe there was a bit of a delay after we recorded the original episode, which got deleted before we. Yeah, yeah, because your computer up, went all screwed. Put it up. Yeah, my whole computer crashed and the hard drive bricked. And that was really fun. Two weeks after I started all of this <laughs> digital stuff yep. that I was trying to do. This is our longest break of Forever Canon, maybe forever canon. Yeah. And now we're back with chapter 17. I hope you missed us. All dozen of you out there. Hey, I did. <laughs> well, so did I. And we're two of the dozen. <laughs> <laughs> chapter 17. We pick up with my least favorite characters of the story so far. Or, or at least the my least favorite plot 
you know? Yeah. I don't, this Corrin and Ganner story is like kind of whatever. And the two of them together, you know, they're meant to be butting heads the whole time. Yeah. But that's just that I'm, I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. It's just a, cause one of them is absolutely wrong. Yeah. And one of them is pretty right. So you can't really root in between why my washing machine is still running when it's open. <laughs> yeah, I opened the lid. Hey, this might be a, the first time in the history of humanity somebody gets to go look inside the washing machine. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, sad to report. We looked inside the washing machine and it was not moving. It was making <laughs> a lot of noises, but it still refused to show me what it's up to in there. Well, we closed the lid and made more noises. And then it stopped seemingly for now. When I go to work next week, I'll take a look, see what we got that's cheap. <laughs> no, that's brand new. All that stuff's good. It shouldn't be broken. But uh, apparently leaving the lid open for five minutes causes it to drain all of its fluids in a desperate attempt to get my attention. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 17. As I said, our, my least favorite thread. Cornhorn starts the chapter by explaining snowshoes. Yeah. But for sand. Sand shoes, of course. So, snowshoes. We put a wide net on the bottom of our shoes so that we could move through the terrain that is all grainy and movie. Yep. And apparently, Corrin and Ganner will be living here for a while because sandstorms. Yeah. Apparently, this planet near Bimil. Like, are we on Bimil? Or are we near it? Isn't everything just near it? That's like the star. Yeah, we're on like star system MZX three nine two zero one. I think this is think actually the planet Bimiel. Is okay. Maybe. I have no idea. I have no idea. And actually, during these chapters, I kind of realized several times I don't know where these characters are. No. Uh, 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 maybe that's just me having a hard time keeping track of stuff. Not these characters, but like across a couple of the things, I was like, oh, did everybody already get to this place? Or already? Who's here now? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's maybe just common Star Wars problems. But hey, we're going to be here for a while because sandstorms. And you know who else been here for a while? That Vong mummy that we found in previous chapters apparently has been here for 50 years. Yeah. Whoa. Implications. <laughs> <laughs> that means things. Yeah. We were talking in previous episodes. Oh, it's been a couple years at least. Like, yeah, they were how talking... long have the Vong been in the universe preparing for invasion? Yep, recon 50 years maybe, ago. Maybe about the, the bar's been pushed 50 years now. They were here during the reign of the Empire. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. No. And the Empire was here. Because they came and searched it. Remember, they were like, the Empire was here searching on a different part of the orbit where they wouldn't have seen a such and such a thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they've been here a long time. And to go find out what's happening on this planet, the Jedi head out to search at night. And they find a shell village, seemingly. Yeah. Is it like, I don't know. They find Vong warriors and slaves there. Are these shells like the husks of some sort of Yuzhan Vong animal? Are they a natural thing here that they're just taking advantage of? I don't know. But I'm, I, I, the Vong like, don't seem to trust anything from this galaxy at all. We're on this giant sand planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Con- yeah. Continue so I'm I'm assuming that they brought it, constructed it, grew it themselves. Yeah. They 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 don't seem to like take use of what's there already. They're like, I'm gonna transform this into my thing, or yeah. I'm gonna grow my own thing. You're right, which I trust. So yeah, it must be 
Go with what you know. sort of thing that they've planned and done here. But the imagery of gigantic seashell houses on a beach. Yeah, big conch shells. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> Inside, there's weak signs of life. And as a Yuzhan Vong warrior, two of them, beat a coral pokey jointed slave to death, Corrin scoops up three alarm beetles. And then we run away and we do nothing. Yep. We, we're not saving slaves anywhere. Which if you want to go back to some previous episodes where we talked about, why is there still slavery in Star Wars universe? <laughs> why? After all this time, Luke Skywalker grew up on a planet with slaves. Yeah. Your grandfather was a slave. Not grandfather. Father. <laughs> even, even less Your removed. grandfather was the force. <laughs> and you're out here not stopping slavery anyways we're, that's because we can't save them there's nothing we can do sorry it's not our problem moving on Corrin stops Ganner from saving the slaves mm-hmm. just like we saw with Luke and Jason yeah Luke yeah. being our more level headed guide right just like Corrin is in comparison to Ganner mm-hmm. it's more of the um the two different philosophies of the of the force. That's why Corn and Ganner are both here. It's they're on opposite ends, dude. You're exactly right. It's all the it's the theme. Yeah one one side just wants to do what they want to do, and the other one is like right. let's let's learn explore let's explore it through these pairs of characters. Yeah, and well, true to that, Corrin uh, stops Ganner, and Ganner threatens to kill Corrin Horn, mm-hmm. a Jedi fellow Jedi, as good guys do. And clearly, these Jedis are indisputable good guys who run back to the university student's cave hideout and save no slaves. Yes. Because we can't let the Vong know that we know. We can't give away the element of surprise, which might be our only advantage against these super unknowable dudes. Yeah. You know, like what? But the question is, what are the Vong up to here? Yeah, I don't know. It kind of they, felt like been they here were for fifty years, or at least like they were years. experimenting on those people, or something. Something, something's going on. I don't know what the. Uh, they doing the same thing as Belkadan? Are they just going to transform this planet into some sort of uh, factory for something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe those are shells from growing gigantic. I can't think of the word. What's the name of the thing that grows on the face of everything and controls gravity? Oh. Not mollusks. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't remember. Uh, it's been a while since we've Doven basils talked about. Ah, there we go. I knew. I wanted to say a bee. Mollusks, huh? That's what they <laughs> are, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they're like they're little slugs. Yeah, mollusks that, or uh, mollusk barnacles. Is. What's a mollusk? I don't even. I keep saying that word. I want to say mollusk is like a like a sea slug kind of deal. Let us know for Podcast at gmail.com. We're not, we're not up on our... Uh... Hey, anybody who uh, knows the zones, the zones, <laughs> shout, shout us out an email. How about a chapter title for chapter 17? Huh? We don't get chapter titles in these books, but I loved it in the last one. We're going to carry this tradition on as long as I am not sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> What's a chapter we'll title for chapter 17? I used violence and recon. Oh, I like that. I, oh, this is a good one. <laughs> I haven't looked at these notes in a few weeks. Yeah. Bonds left unbroken. Oh, that is good. Part two. That is good. 
Moving on. Thank you. Chapter 18. Where Jason Solo wakes from a dream of freeing those Vong slaves whose bonds were left unbroken. On Belkadan here with Luke Skywalker. He dreams of saving them. And it feels so real. So he decides, this must be my very first ever Force vision. Yeah. Because. I'm seeing the future. This thing that I really want to do. I'm going to say that dream was a call to action and a yeah. mystical, magical vision. That means I'm right. It's not my subconscious trying to get me to go and do this thing. Or even just my subconscious processing the, let's say, trauma of abandoning all those people to yeah. their fate. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, it's the force. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> On his way out. He sees Luke Skywalker meditating and he wants to be him so badly. Yeah, me too. For now. The guy gets real sleepy later and he misses a lot of things right in front of his face. Mm-hmm. But that's later and also previously. Go check those out. But who doesn't want to be Luke Skywalker ever since 1977? Is that when the first one came out? I don't know. 76? 77. Who doesn't want to be Luke Skywalker? Yeah. And I actually didn't think of it until just a f- the end of the last chapter when you're talking about Luke, I've never thought in my head that his grandfather is magic. <laughs> like yeah. just the literal substance or whatever. So it's just magic. I mean, it's it's Christianity stuff, right? Which is also derivative of just older mythology. But it's yeah. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. Is that's your lineage that's your patrilineage of this family. Yeah. There's a father, there's a son, and there is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perhaps controlled by the devil? <laughs> Darth Sidious? I don't know. What? We'll, we'll get to those books eventually. Yeah. And then and none of it counts anymore. So maybe we'll get to 30 years. We'll get to the new books. That'll be 30 years old now. And then none of that will count anymore. <laughs> How many times do you think Star Wars is going to get reset on our way through these <laughs> these old it's canon like novels? Every 30 years. So by the time we're done these books, it'll start again. It's got to be, right? Woof. By the way, I highly recommend the book of Boba Fett. Fantastic. Anyways, we're talking about Jason Solo. Not Boba Fett. I don't even know if that guy exists. He, he could be dead in the Sarlacc pit. Nah, there's books about him. Mm-hmm. But anyway. The force to Jason Solo is about feeling and not thinking. These are thoughts that he articulates. Mm -hmm. The force is about feeling. So he leaves to go free the slaves. Later, he in his life, he will revise this message into at some point at a different point in his life. The message becomes react, not plan. Yeah. (laughs) Versus feel, not think. And then he goes about his business to go free the slaves. And we cut to his whole trip being this uh, trippy deja vu, right? It's a good sign that he's on the right path through his vision. He like goes to the, the place and he's like, this is familiar the way that I'm approaching this. I'm the moonlight and the guy over there banging on coral, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's all deja vu. Not, if you're not in the matrix, this is a good thing. Yeah. It means you're on the right track. You're following that force vision. Mm-hmm. The Matrix. Not a good thing. And Jason, uh, he reaches the slaves and thinking, 
that they're going to run to him for for some reason. Saviosity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they move away from him, and he's shocked. <laughs> what? I've come here to save you. What are you doing? And then they go and tell on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he ends up facing down a Yuzhan Vong warrior in the Villip Paddy. Lightsaber versus Amphistaff. And he's quite surprised when his lightsaber doesn't cut through the armor. Mm-hmm. Quote, they don't just grow the armor. It's still living. Like slashes a guy across the chest and then it like start, starts to heal. Yeah. It's a living creature on his body. Yeah, no doubt, kid. Look around. Yeah, you see the Have staffies? you seen what these guys have been up to? Everything's alive. Yeah. But to be fair, I didn't even actually really... I don't know, consciously consider that. Like, oh, the armor will be self-healing. Yeah, and it was. it's not technological. And I, I first thought, too, that it was just left over from, a, from some corpse. Like some, the shells on the sand planet yeah. or something. Yeah, like and it's shed its skin and we slip it on. I didn't actually think either that it no, was still breathing. And it's probably something that's like eating them back while it heals itself and they love it. Yeah, it's got all those things it's going on. It's got some kind of nasty pain. pain for advantage, you know, symbiosity happening. Like Orbalisk armor? Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we will. That's cool. It is very much like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, seemingly, if anybody knows about that. Anyways, the Vong proceeds to drown Jason unconscious in the Villa Patty. <laughs> yeah, he's so outmatched. Yeah, man. He doesn't stand a chance, really. Uh, the water is about around their calves and he ends up face down in it and whoops wrong vision <laughs> <laughs> the kid half criffed up tim yep he has ignored his uncle master and now he may be dead slash definitely captured dead or alive yeah the teens must push and they must suffer the consequences they mm-hmm. must learn from their mistakes right yeah and he doesn't have the the experience or foresight to know that the future could be changing. It's fluid. It's not necessarily what I see is what's going to happen. And all of that feeling of deja vu just builds this false sense of security in him that he is going to win. He's going to get what he wants. And then all of a sudden they all run away from him and go tell on him. He's like, no, that didn't happen. Wait a second. Stop. Do that again. (laughs) No, 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 no. Cut. Cut. Can I get a redo? (laughs) Cut, 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 cut. Places. You're not doing it right. Reset. <laughs> yeah. No, that didn't go the way that he thought it was going to mm-hmm. go, right? What about a chapter title for this one? This one, yeah, False Future. Oh, that's good. Uh, mine, I had been watching a bunch of clips of Colin Mockery's hilarious segues. Okay. On whose line is it anyway? <laughs> and I called this one Slick Staff Paddywhack. <laughs> okay. There was some long-winded joke that he made. Um, you know how they do like the, the either the fake news or they the infomercial like, ones. Yeah, the infomercial albums. Yeah, and he's doing this long whatever segue non sequitur really, where he, talking forever and forever 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 about somebody being killed in a rice paddy with a miniature cow statue or something. And he's like, the authorities say it's the first ever case of a knickknack paddywhack. <laughs> God. And then I, I saw my chance and I took it. Tim. Yeah, I like it. Chapter 19. Anakin 
Remember, he's on Dantooine with Aunt Mara having a vacation so she can recover from her Vong illness in this cadence over and over. Uh, but they're on vacation. Mm-hmm. And he's watching these Dantari natives tattooing imperial symbols on each other. They don't even know what it means, man. They're yeah. just, they just see this fancy symbol on the metal pieces wreckage left across tattoo, uh, tattoo, Dantooine. And they're like, this is special and important. Yeah. These natives don't even know what they're doing, dude. They they think it's cool and they don't understand it, so it must be important. Oh. And then after having been here on vacation for a week, Anakin gets discovered. And we dive face first into some super colonial imperialist classic white guy versus natives racism. Mm-hmm. That is just secret uh what's that word subliminal okay that was subtext yeah subtextual subliminal like you don't even realize that you're thinking this way but it's not cutting it here in 2022 (laughs) i had to think of what was the right year or not yeah oh my god but you know hindsight and all that right Mm. but let me let me just read are you ready let me just read from the book are you ready for some racism (laughs) anakin thinks to himself It's shiny, so worth a try. Still watching the Elder, Anakin leaned forward and got on his hands and knees. He crawled forward, stretching out to have the distance between them. On a bare patch of ground, he placed the button from Mara, then retreated and resumed his crouch. The Elder moved forward slowly, cautiously, and reached out a hand toward the silver button. He extended a finger and slowly poked it. He recoiled instantly after touching it once, with the little ones leaping back and screaming as he did so. He crept forward again and sniffed, then touched it a second time. After a half dozen touches, each lasting longer than the first, he picked up the button and stared at it, utterly enraptured. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. These people are smart enough to have nomadic tribes where they're tattooing symbols on each other. Mm -hmm. And then their monkeys touching a quarter, freaking out, screaming. And Anakin takes advantage of this disparity of presumed (laughs) knowledge and takes advantage of them by getting them to do physical labor, gathering all of his firewood, uh, protecting him or something like that. He gets them to do all kinds of stuff for a button. Yep. Hey, this is racism. And it doesn't look like it right away, maybe. Or uh, maybe that's just me thinking I'm smarter than I am. This is very fucked up. <laughs> yeah. and You know, this book's from, whatever, 2001. And it's not like they don't know what metal is. is. They have the Imperial thing. Exactly why I brought that up before, yeah. right? A button. Woo! And they start <laughs> screaming and hooting and hollering like monkeys and sniffs it. Yeah. Like he doesn't know what metal is. They're tattooing each other with symbols that they're finding on metal wreckage. Yep. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> Relatively unacceptable even circa year 2000 okay but like the cowboys and indians thing like this this centuries old narrative of 
the white advanced people are better and smarter and more human mm-hmm. than the natives who were plenty human five minutes before a button came out. <laughs> yep. Then they're on the ground sniffing and ho- jumping and screaming. No way. Even his his presentation of the button to them was so... So it's all just written from an accidentally, I'm assuming, accidentally ignorant place. Mm-hmm. Not thinking of how complex native cultures always are. Yeah. But we just throw a blanket of smallpox on top of it and pretend that it's so much lesser than. Mm-hmm. This was so gross. And and for Anakin Solo to be the one who has to perpetrate this horrible garbage bothers me. He's a 15-year-old kid that I like a lot, and he's suffering major trauma right now. God, it's not good. It's yucky. Quite yucky today. Thanks for the button, though. Would it would it have been better, it, same presentation, same reaction, if it had actually been something that had value? No. Here's how you make this better with not changing any of the parts involved. That button has a symbol on it and you trade it to them respectfully through conversation, standing up for them to have a new tattoo as a a status thing that they obviously do that he already witnessed. Yeah. Okay. You trade it to them, not for their physical labor and to (laughs) do all the work for you. Maybe you trade it to them to show you where to get firewood from. Like, there's so yeah. many levels to this that are just gross. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it in the year 2022. When I read this originally, even 12, year, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, I didn't notice. Yeah. I didn't think it was like Planet of the Apes more type of thing. Where it's like, oh, actually, that's the opposite of what I mean. Because the Planet of the Apes was like, they're surprisingly advanced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, reading it this year... <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, no, don't do this to this kid. It's so gross. But yeah, you simply here, here's a very cool symbol that I have that maybe they've never seen before. And you trade it for information. Yeah. Not for physical labor, which is slavery. Mm-hmm. Hello. All the slaves aren't being saved anywhere. Yeah. Right. Even if they had, Oh, it's- this is a cool symbol. Here's an armful of, firewood here we'll trade piece for piece kind of deal exactly but it's like it's presented as though this is like this incredible artifact that they don't understand and he knows that and he's then taking advantage of them to get way more than it's worth Mm -hmm. and it's gross moving on for now (laughs) (laughs) anakin wishes han was less drunk okay good god (laughs) (laughs) this chapter He wishes Han was less drunk and more perseverant like Aunt Mara. And, quote, my father's enemy is me. Ouch, McDang. It's not. No. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This kid's guilt. Ouch. We cut to. Anakin tricks natives into gathering firewood with root currency that they gave him. Yeah. They trade the button for roots and then he trades the roots back to them. For firewood. Like, what kind of stupid-ass flea market pawn shop bullshit is this? It. Yeah. He's. This is something they gave him. So it's fine to trade. This is logic. He's not. He. And. And. He didn't use the force. 
So, mm. good guy. He only exploited a native race for labor. No big Star Wars deal. <laughs> Some of those treaties are <laughs> tens of 50,000s of years old. <sighs> Chapter title. Historically racist native relations. Yeah, I, I put trades and tattoos. Hey, that's good. I, that's y- good on the lighthearted side. Yeah. <laughs> I just, man, you can't, you can't. You can't write that stuff today, and so you can't read that stuff today and not talk about it. Because mm-hmm. you got you got to talk about how you got to do better than this. And and we just came up with a pretty simple solution. You don't take their things of value. Let's say you're Anakin and Mara, and you're like, okay, these, we're not, like, these natives, like, you're on, like, a Star Trek mission, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to interfere. You're not supposed to even be seen, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then... The natives that you know are here are a less uh, technologically advanced civilization than most of the galaxy, but not all of the galaxy by far. You know this, and so you should not take advantage of them with a button. Yeah. Like we said, that he just saw the tattooing thing. There's a perfect thread to connect right there. Hey, this has a cool symbol on it. If you guys tell me or help me get firewood, I'll just give this to you. And thanks. That is also still a little patronizing, but we're changing the, we're changing the labor to a request for help. Yeah. And then you then actually have to do a lot of the work yourself, right? To then prove that point. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about knowingly making a trade of fair value. Yeah. Versus exploiting somebody who knows less than you. Yep. Yuck. Chapter 20. Gavin Darklighter of Rogue Squadron leadership barges into a meeting between Admiral Crefe and Princess Leia planning the evacuation of Dubrillion, Lando's planet that is under attack or not under. Yeah, they are. They're under siege. Yes. By like the Yuzhan Vong. Hit and run guerrilla war. Yeah. Although. They can't seem to get out from underneath the Vong's nose like they can't the they're they don't have noses the vong they can't seem to get out from under the vong yuzhan vong thumb like they got this big ship there they they have to plan the evacuation uh correctly it's a big deal mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta make good plans because they got big ship out there and if we don't want everybody to die we can't stay here we're all dying slowly but surely we yeah. gotta make a run for it we gotta make a good smart plan and hey she says, Leia says to Gavin, why is Jaina not on the list of new Rogue Squadron pilots? You all saw her records on the record board, the leaderboard of bouncing through the asteroid belt. Yeah. You know she's the best ever. Don't leave her off just because she's my daughter and you don't want to get her killed. We need the best that we can get. Oh boy. Princess Leia, her mom, Jaina's mom sticks up for her and pushes her career forward her dreams forward mm-hmm. not in an undeserving way yeah Jaina earned her way into she's, it she's undoing a reverse nepotism yeah where this guy's like ah, I can't just give it to Jaina Solo and I don't want to put Princess Leia's daughter in, in danger and then she's like you have to because she's the best pilot regardless of whose family she belongs to yeah make the good the right proper decision not yeah, it's yeah. nice to see somebody in this family behaving themselves here <laughs> Jason was whacked. Anakin was written 
awfully for a moment there. <laughs> Even Mara, she was into the she was into the whole thing. She didn't feel good. She didn't want to pick up sticks. All right, cut to Rogue Eleven, Jaina Solo, checking in. Call sign sticks. Hence what I said before: shoes and dreams and buttons and sticks. <laughs> Because there's a stick in the cockpit and she has a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So she has two sticks. That's the reason for the nickname. Yeah. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I thought it was because she's number 11. Ah, that would be good And that's too. like two ones is, yeah. like, is like two sticks. <laughs> no, because there's a cockpit stick and you got a lightsaber. <laughs> Well, oh, okay. <laughs> what if somebody brings two like actual sticks with them? Does she lose her nickname? Like, what if, what if, what if you just didn't make it bad? <laughs> sticks is a good nickname. What if you just gave it better reason? She got skinny legs <laughs> or skinny arms or something like that. <laughs> no, she's a jacked up sixteen year old warrior, but. Sticks is a good nickname. Moving on. Rogue Squadron launches to fight the Yuzhan Vong while all the civilians of Dubrillian, oh wow, escaping their target is the huge warship. Jaina watches a refugee ship go down and resolves herself to serious action for all the innocents. She figures out how to blow up one of the big spine cannons on the warship, which is launching stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, as the warship projects a gravity well... To block everybody's escape to Agamar, new coordinates come in. They figured out where we're going to go. They put their gravity slug projection over there, and now we can't go that way. New coordinates. We got to go to Dantooine. Because of course we do. Yep. You know, and and Jaina gets to be like the the military action hero here. Mm-hmm. She's the one who comes up with the plan to cause a lot of damage to the world ship, which I'm sh- is eventually... Like the largest reason why they're allowed to escape even in the first place is debilitating this gigantic destroyer machine. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, everybody's just going to have to emergency jump to where Anakin and Mara are. And I'm sure Luke and Jason will stay right where they are. (laughs) Jumping right to Anakin and Mara. See you in 12 hours. Rogue Squadron. And that's only going to be good for them. Yeah. Let's bring the Yuzhan Vong there. Right? Yeah. That's only going to be good. Yeah. Because I don't know. not going to get away without being chased. Does Leia, do they know that they went to Dantooine? Does Leia know so. that? I don't think so. Um, I, You know what? I'm going to re- revise that. I think she does. I think Luke told her where he sent her son. Okay. so To take care of his wife. So the 15-year-old and the sick lady, let's... We're going to bring go the there. army... Of things that make her sicker. Yeah. That's only going to go well. Chapter title? Assigned plans. Fresh rogues for rendezvous. Hey, cool. Hey, we're good at this. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, to sum these four chapters up, Cornhorn finds Vongs and slaves on Bameel. Does nothing about that. Gathers beetles. Mm -hmm. We've seen that before. Luke did the same thing on Belkadan. Yeah. Who else did that? Danny Quee did that on Belkadan. Yeah. Someone else snuck away with a beetle. Anyways, they're very popular. Corrin gets his own. 
Jason's dreams get him danger smacked and definitely kidnapped. Anakin rules natives with a button. And Jaina is an amazing pilot. Don't you dare leave her out. I could sum up these four chapters. Also, we escaped. They're brilliant. Yeah. And uh, under the nose of the Vong. Oh, yeah. They don't have a nose. Chapter 20 of this four was the best of the four chapters. Chapter 19 was really the worst. Yeah. Uh, chapter 20, I think. And honestly, best. okay, even let's do, let's say, let's say we're racist and don't care about all the racism in it or like whatever you want to call it, like the belittling, just the bad, bad stuff. Yeah. It's a boring chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He watched a tattoo and he traded a button for sticks. Get the hell <laughs> out of here. Yeah. How is that going to be interesting or important later? I don't know. But maybe we'll find out next week when we cover New Jedi Order Book 2 Dark Tide 1 Onslaught, chapters 21 through 24. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Where's all the onslaughter? It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It started 50 years ago. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com forever canon podcast is a jay plazer production catch us on facebook instagram twitch twitter and youtube at jay plazer check us out